everybody, Chris here, CSS Tricks video screencast number 119. A few screencasts ago, we did one called Let's Answer Forum Posts, and I was like, hey, we should make this a series where we jump into the CSS Tricks forums and just let the topics of whatever you guys are posting about be the topic of the screencast. Uh, I think that's just a pretty fun idea, really, show you how easy it is to kind of be a community member over here and do some do some out loud thinking, which is pretty interesting. So here's one called jQuery Expand. I like jumping to the top and getting a little context here. Uh, hi everyone, I had some jQuery in my page, not working, added some stuff. Uh, and they make a code pen, which is nice. We added this new thing actually, that when people are posting, it says help us help you and it really encourages making a code pen. So that's pretty cool that they um, followed that advice and made a, made a code pen, uh, still having trouble. Let's see if we can just see um, what the kind of the problem is. I already kind of see some problems in the code here when you see um, white tags like this, not not the normal brown for tags. It means that there's some, you know, the syntax highlighter is screwing up because the there's some invalid markup, like this isn't closing the thing that it's supposed to be that is currently open at the moment. And some PHP and stuff in here, which definitely won't run in CodePen. So there's some problems with the markup already, and it doesn't really... Um, I don't really just see any instructions on what I exactly want to happen. <laughs> you know, like, uh, it's hard to, to guess exactly what people want here. Um, oh, thank God for folks like Chris and Madi who can jump in and, and kind of figure stuff like that out. Um, yeah, it looks like they, f they fixed up some markup for them, which is great. Um... I've gotten a learning jQuery book. Yeah, I'm trying to do the opposite, where it was only seen on the titles with their numbers. Quickly, it slides down. Ah. And a solved one by Mari. And you click and all this stuff. Oh, nice. Pretty cool. So I didn't understand right away exactly what was needed, which is okay. I mean, if, if I had 30 minutes to sit here and read and, and figure that out, we probably could have figured it out. But I think the lesson here kind of being when you post, a, it's nice when you post a code pen, but if you're like, this is broken and there's lots of stuff in there, there is a bunch of markup, there's a bunch of CSS, there's a bunch of JavaScript, you should be like one, two, three, four, five, one. <laughs> I want it when you click on the title, this link on the right slides down, two, you know, you know, just explain exactly the sequence of events that, that I want to happen here. It looks kind of like they got this under control and that us wrapping our heads around it would be uh, too much to ask for right now. Uh, these ones that are marked solved are literally solved, so I'm less apt to click on those as well because it seems like that's kind of all wrapped up. But just so you know, that's the convention around here that's, that says... Uh, that this this is kind of wrapped up and I think you can do it on your own threads if you edit your original post and hit edit there'll be a link that says mark as solved and you can click that and save it and it will get that it's just kind of nice to do programmatically so the convention is the same and uh, we have the ability to change that in the future if we needed to uh, another solved one here's one that's called function in PHP sorry if my English language isn't good that's okay uh, can we make a function in PHP for save data to database, but the function can use for all table in database? I, it's just not quite enough for me to, to go off of. Not m much of a back-end person anyway, but um, let's see. I make database articles and news. I heard in functions including array on it. Yeah, I think the language thing might be a problem in this particular article. 
and it looks like track is on it anyway. I hate to start with two that we're not very helpful on, but but um, oh, that's great. Looks like there's some useful stuff going back and forth anyway. Uh, sorry, I'm not able to help with that one so much. Let's see if we can find a front end one that, that I could uh, uh, help with a little bit more, i.e. not respecting Z index, maybe. Hi guys, I'm making a site with a drop-down menu using pretty much the same code I've used before with success, but this time I'm racking my brains trying to figure out why i is not respecting the Z index and not showing my sub-menu correctly. The sub-menu is under about. Maybe we can sort this out. We'll look in Chrome now to get the, you know, oh, I th what he's probably saying is that um, it works in Chrome, but not IE. Ooh, this is fancy, huh? Neat. So can we right-click this and inspect it and stuff? And so it's a sub-menu, and the sub-menu has a Z-index on it. I see they have 15,000 on the Z-index, which is usually a sign of, uh, you know, some kind of fighting or trying to add a super high value to get over some other stuff. Um, let's look in, in IE though. So IE what is a question mark. You know, when you say IE, it's usually pretty nice to know what IE. We can kind of guess. Let's go to browser stack, dump this in there and try my maybe IE8. See if it's a problem in IE8. Browser stack's a pretty cool tool for cross-browser testing. Uh, even in IE here, they'll have it. So they have the, the IE dev tools kind of already, um, good to go in here. Hopefully this will work and we'll be able to see the problem. Yeah. Well, IE8 is certainly a problem here. It doesn't seem to be showing. I wonder if this is, is this flash below or not? It wasn't cause I was able to select this text. So that's kind of interesting. I wonder if, um, you know, so there's header. Okay, let's get our head around the header and slider are at the same kind of level here. Uh, I wonder if header should always be above. Does it has position relative and it has Z index? What does slider have Z index? Slider has position relative, but it doesn't have a Z index value. So that's surprising that about, which is a child element of header certainly, isn't it? Uh, would go underneath, especially when the parent is it, you know? So display none, or, or is it surely? The question is surely is this is the index issue? That's how they framed it, but maybe it isn't, you know? Uh, it says display none on there. And so when we hover over this, I don't really see anything at all. So I wonder if we could, let's open Firebug Light. Maybe it will uh, have some answers for us. Sometimes it takes a minute. It does. It is, you know, a VM being shipped over the internet. So pretty fancy. Well, I guess we'll hit inspect and then try to get onto this about thing and see this display none thing. So if we hover over it, it's not even not getting display none. <laughs> you know what I mean? It still says display none on that, even though we've we've hovered over this. So I don't think the problem is the index. I do think it is whatever is in charge of. Of of undisplay nunning that <laughs> is is the issue. So, you know, we don't have to. Uh, you know, like I, I feel like being helpful in these forums is often just nudging people in the right direction so they can investigate more themselves, and that we don't necessarily need to write their entire code uh, for them. Uh, hey, Aaron, uh, I'm not sure this is a Z index issue. 
and looking in IE8 on Windows 7. It looks like the, and what is the, 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 the you know, submenu wrap or whatever? Looks like the ul.submenu wrap um, is staying display none even when the mouse is over it. I wonder if we can alter it. Can we, could we get in this thing and say display block? That didn't, it just didn't take effect. It still says display none in the markup. If we get rid of that. Is this display none too? So it's still saying display none right here where like my mouse is on this thing, but it's not display. That's weird. I, when I alter this, it should work. This is Firebug Lite though, and I don't have a ton of experience with that. Um, maybe that will work. I, I, I wish what I was hoping to see is that I took that display none off of there and it just showed up down here kind of proving it's not a Z-index issue. But for some reason, I'm not it, my, my style changes here aren't kind of taking effect or whatever, uh, which is too bad there. So I can't prove it even when the mouse is over it. Uh, so maybe it's a JavaScript issue. Um, yeah, anyway, maybe that's, that's good enough. I mean, we did a little research and maybe that will get Aaron on the right path. <laughs> Slideshow not working in toggle tabs. Hi guys, please look at my site. I'm developing, you will see I am making use of the Slideshow plugin Flex Slider. You will also see that the site has multiple tabs. If you look at the news section, you will see the articles. Each have a slideshow. These work fine when the tab is open, but if the article tag is closed by default and then opened, these images are all small and not working correctly. Uh, this could be interesting. So sorry, .ch. So there's a news section. That must be so news here. Oof. So news. Uh, and this, this is maybe this is the slider, and it's all tiny. Um, okay. So if you reload this, does it open the news section by default? Well, now they're big, and now this works. So I, 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 I think I see this situation. That happened to work that time. Um, interesting. And then, so the list, the list items are set with a uh, width on them, but it's set in an inline style, which leads me to believe very probably it's calculated um, through JavaScript at some point. And then there's an image inside of it. Um, okay, so my thinking is probably what you might want to try is to wait to initialize the slider until after the window is loaded. Um, it looks like the widths of the list items in the slider are programmatically calculated. Um, that calculation could be wrong if the image isn't done loading yet, right? 
Um, so it's best to wait until it is loaded. Uh, or make sure that it has, or make sure that image, you know what, well, let's do this first. So we're going to do a thing that's like, you know, window.load function, and then load slider here. And then we can just highlight it all and hit code, which will indent it. That's how code in Markdown works. Or make sure all those images have proper width, height, attributes on them. So the slider list item can be calculated correctly right away. Hopefully that's useful. I think that's probably what's going on. Cool. I feel a little better about that one. <laughs> It's a little abstract, you know, I'm sure a lot of people might not be like super happy at every second of that because, you know, then they have to like read it and think about it and see their own code. You know, they, they, I feel like a lot of times people are looking for just like super quick wins that are just like, just give me the code, you know, but I prefer answers that are like, no, you should think about it. Which better blog.domain.com or domain slash blog.com? They probably mean domain slash blog slash you know, or just not, not dot com at the end of the second one there. But, uh, which is better URL to my blog? That's, you know, if that's the, yeah, exactly. Better for what? You know, like, I don't think it matters a whole ton. Um, but there's different reasons why you might do that. I have a blog at Blogspot, which I infrequently update, but uh, either works. Um, yeah. I don't think it matters that much either. I can tell you that at CodePen, we have our blog at blog.codepen.io. The reason being that you can set different, what do you call them, A records or MX records? You can, and then what is the term for both of those things combined? You know, like DNS records, I guess for different subdomains. This gives us the ability to host that blog at a totally different host than the root domain. So for example, God forbid, <laughs> if code pen were to go down, the blog is still up and we can communicate through that. So that's a reason that you might do a subdomain blog. Um, you know, uh, more abstractly, be aware that, well, I, I shouldn't even talk about this. I was gonna say something about cookies and like, you know, like if you have a login site that sharing cookies between subdomains can kind of be a pain in the butt, but it doesn't, it doesn't sound like, like this question, you know, needs to go that deep really. So I think this is an interesting enough answer all on its own. Okay. Let's look at the action here. There's already some new stuff going on, some new stuff in the jQuery expand that we're kind of staying away from. IE 10 mobile touch hover navigation problem. 
Um, I don't really have a device that has IE10 mobile on it. I didn't even really know there was a, they call it like, I know there's like Windows 8 devices, but is that IE10 technically that's on it? I guess. Let's read. Now I'm all intrigued. Being a happy owner of a new Windows 8 phone, I stumbled on a major issue, namely more precisely how IE10 handles hover events with the touch input. The mobile browser, do the same. Tap once to activate hover, tap a second time to interact with hover. Um, okay. Kinda, right? But like, well, for instance, if if hover were to reveal something, but it doesn't like, for example, have an href on it, the hover will trigger. So like if your example on CodePen and you hover over this to reveal that menu, um, that works on mobile somehow, but it, like it depends. But this does have an href to it. Uh, anyway, that was a weird example. I think if if you, it's not like you have to tap every single link on the internet twice for it to work. You know, that's what I'm trying to say. Uh, that uh, hovers like desktop. You cannot activate hovering. Keep it in that state to interact with it further. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, exactly. That means that any navigational elements that rely on showing you additional options on hover won't work with touch operated night. And my question is, is there any elegant solution to make the hover work like in all other mobile touch operated browsers? Tap to activate the hover event and keep it up until another action is taken by the user. This is a very interesting topic. Um, in general, don't show, don't, don't do like we do on CodePen and show a, a very important menu based on hover. Uh, you should, there should be some other way to activate it or it should just be based on click and not hover. Uh, yeah, anyway, I should be saying that in general, just totally avoid functionality, core functionality that is only shown on hover. <laughs> but that doesn't, you know, that's, that's, it's almost kind of a rude way to answer that first thing because it's kind of like they are having a problem and they want it to work. It is true, though, that, um, I, I don't know, I mean, I, I think if a element has a hover state, but no href, and I should say link then, because well, link is the only, if a link has a hover state, but no href, I think is the only situation that, well, it's, hmm, but no, yeah, anyway, it should be element. Has a hover state, but no href, I think is the only situation that an element will show and hold its hover state in mobile WebKit, which is, I think, what they mean. Hmm. It would be interesting to try this. Um, I wonder if they what if they mention what type of element it is. Tap once to activate the hover event, tap second time to interact with the hover. However, you cannot activate hover and keep it in that state to interact with it further. Uh, I worded this poorly. If an element 
in mobile, you are right if the element has a hover, but no href, it will stay in its hover state while after you tap it once. Hmm. That's a bummer, i.e. or Windows Phone 8 browser, since I'm not sure if they're calling it IE10 or not, um, doesn't do that. Hmm, you might just have to, you might have to write some JavaScript that deals with tap events, like <laughs> like when you tap it, it applies a class of hover and you reveal the menu with that class. Uh, I'm not being super helpful there, but I, I think that's the deal. Now I, I was gonna I was gonna write a blog article for CSS Tricks about this one time and, and about how the, you know, um, about how hover is a problem a problem for links, you know, or, or a problem for for functional apps, you know, like let's say that this uh, in this very forum right here, you couldn't just click this button, start new discussion. You'd roll over it and you would reveal a menu, and it would you it, we would make you pick which category you wanted to start a new discussion in, but this button itself didn't actually do anything. That would be a problem on mobile because. Um, you, there is no hover state really, but there kind of is, is the deal. Like if this was just a div with class of button and div hover UL display block, you know, it would like show the UL when this div was in hover state, that would work in mobile WebKit because you would tap it once with your finger and it would stay in its hover state and then you could click something that is in the UL that is now visible. So that's cool. It's just it was kind of like a I don't know them throwing us a bone or something or trying to put something in mobile browsers to handle this problem that there's so much hover reveal functionality out there. And apparently that's not how it's going to be working on Windows Phone, which is not a huge surprise. Uh, it's weird that it works at all anyway. Uh, so maybe they're just kind of forcing us to, 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 to deal with this for real. So it's going to have to be like, if you tap it, you know, and, and I think you could fork your JavaScript pretty well that way. Um, you could still have in your CSS hover reveal it if you want to. But then, you know, you know, use Modernizer. You know, does Modernizer detect touch or events or whatever? Uh, download touch. Yeah, Modernizer can detect touch events. So write some JavaScript that's like if touch and then bind the touch event and add a class that opens up the UL. I mean, there's ways that you can do this. So, um, Also, Modernizer has a test for touch events. So you could write specific, you know, event handlers for that stuff. Whatever. That probably would be an interesting blog post at some point, wouldn't it? Okay. C code part, part minified, part expanded. I use CodeKick to compile my CSS files into a style.css file, but I'd like to minify it. Yeah, so they have these are the WordPress um, default comments at the top of a style.css file that 
uh, are about your theme, you know, and your author and the title and all that stuff. Uh, yes, Ross, adding an exclamation point will preserve it. Indeed, it will. Uh, right. Let's see. There is a CSS Tricks article recently I shunned that. Oh, gosh. What did I call it? Um, compass and WordPress or something. CSS Tricks. Compass compiling and WordPress themes where I had this problem um, kind of and more. So I'm going to link that up for him. You know, it's kind of like, yes, I want the comments at the top, but also <laughs> I want most of my most of my SCSS buried in this folder, but these two I want to be out at the root and kind of how you can do that. Uh, so that's what's going on in that article. This article might have some good stuff in it for you too. Cool. Being helpful. You don't always have to solve everyone's problem in one post. You can just post helpful things and get people going on the right direction. I think that's fine. Solved, solved, solved. Logo critique. Let's see what the general vibe of this is. Um, redesigning my logo, starting at all points. Cool. Oh, that's pretty nice. Kind of like these rounded edges things. The U's just tipped over. Is it a little narrower? It's hard to tell. The gradients in there. It does look pretty modern. I like it. I like that it's like not just a font, you know, they drew this, which I think is kind of cool. I could see that, you know, maybe the space between the E and the, uh, uh, whatever the space in here being more uh, consistent with each other, just because anything to <laughs> lend some consistency to something that's as kind of you know, different as this is probably a good idea. Mm-hmm. The doc can't read it. <laughs> Looking, Chris is <laughs> disagrees with himself. I think that's nice, you know, when you can you can say something and uh, change your mind on it later. There's nothing wrong with that. A tail on the U. Lots of good critique of this. Gosh, what a good place to go for um, design critique. I wonder if I should maybe just go with a normal semi bold script font to ensure readability. Script font. Well, is it? I wonder. Is there any updates to it? Oh, museum slam. What's going on? Oh, th they're just talking about the underneath font. Eh, I guess I like this the the first one better. Kind of like looking at if you're gonna. Something like this. I prefer looking at the latest. Uh, oh. The readability is weird, though. Like, what word do you see when you look at that? I think I see unert. Un. I definitely see. Don't see unheart. If if that's the. Uh, is that the thing? It doesn't. He doesn't really say what it's supposed to. It is unert, so that's good. We read it correctly.
<laughs> I tweaked around. Hmm. Is that it's it's definitely more readable that way just cuz this n kind of finalizes a lot better. Huh. I still see now that I've seen the space difference between the e and the a that bothers me though I can't guarantee that if they were the same that that makes it perfect but the fact that they're different kind of bothers me. I'm not exactly a typographer though so take this with a uh grain of salt here just a little typography lesson I'm not sure one of the first th things I saw that would be a possible point of improvement is the space between uh, the is the open space in the E and the A. Uh, how do I describe that better? Like the, t is that, that's not really the, it's not like a terminal or anything. <laughs> I guess we could have looked at that image that Chris posted that <laughs> told us what the, the terminologies were. Uh, the gaps, I guess. Is gaps in the E and the A are so different. If they are the same distance apart, it would lend. Not much of a typographer, though. Seeing hand crafted logos. Cool. So that's pretty neat. I'm glad that there's there's that kind of discussion stuff. I think I would be more useful in a discussion about uh, just the usability of something or, or the copy being shown or like an overall layout or does this make sense kind of thing uh, than like visual design critique stuff. Not that I have nothing to say, but uh, I guess I would be more comfortable doing that. Uh, website feedback, iframe troubles. Let's let this be the last one. See, <laughs> it's it's funny iframes. You know, some people think of an iframe that I don't know. Maybe if you just do a bunch of client work and stuff, that they don't come up a whole heck of a lot. And you're like, iframe isn't that weird, old school, dumb? But uh, <laughs> not really. They're actually really useful. And it just so happens that in my career. I have just gone from like site that needed iframes to site that needed iframes over and over and over. At Wufu, all the uh, embedded forms were in iframes uh, and plenty of like weird issues there as everything in Wufu is all subdomained too. So subdomain and cross-domain iframes are crazy. CodePen has the same issue in that there's just iframes all over that site. Uh, even SurveyMonkey surveys were in iframes and it's just... They're very useful and cool. It's just, man, there can be lots of problems. Let's see what this problem is. 
I'm having some trouble with iframes. I was hoping someone on here would be able to help. I've had this in place for some time and it worked great, but all of a sudden it stopped working. I use iframes to get the gallery section working the way I need it to. It worked great until I can't see, cannot read property Safari as undefined. Let's see, can, I'm not seeing your problem. Can you describe what you're trying to do in better detail? Thanks for getting back to me. You go to the site and navigate down to the gallery section and click on the circles. Ooh, fancy site. Is this the gallery? They look like circles. And then this little, these little guys. So, inspect element, console, yeah, Safari undefined. Uh, they're using dollar sign browser dot Safari. Let's check. Can we just see easily in the find jQuery what lo what they're loading up? Yeah, so they're loading up. Um, jQuery 1.9, which has deprecated that function. So I wonder if that will be the fine. Um, you are loading up this to load jQuery. That will link to the latest version of jQuery 1.x, which is now jQuery 1.9. In this version of jQuery, $sign.browser is deprecated, or just straight up gone, I think. Uh, it was leading to too much browser detection stuff. They're like, oh, we'll just use jQuery and we'll test what browser it is and do stuff based on that. And it was becoming a an issue, I think. Not good for the internet. And I think they just did the right thing and just got rid of it. Um, you could go back to an older version of jQuery. Or I wonder if we can see was trying to do with it check if it's this is in the iframe js which who knows what this does exactly or root out why that was in there in the first place maybe it isn't needed anymore cool so that's probably good enough um i shouldn't i guess i should <laughs> made the recommendation go back to an early version of jQuery. Sometimes, I mean, in the real world, sometimes it's easy to, you know, to just make things like that and get on with your day, you know, if you just need something to work. But, of course, the right thing to do is figure out why that browser detect was in there in the first place and do something smarter than that. It's almost always true that that, that type of browser sniffing stuff is a is a bummer and there's some better way to to, to get through it, so... Hopefully that's helpful. I don't think we are like heroes in the forums today, but I think some people probably got some useful bits out of what we have to say. This doesn't take all that long. This has been, what, 30 minutes maybe, and we've um, uh, been pretty useful community members here. And like I said in the last one, if you jump in here and do this and start making a little bit of a name for yourself in here and, and, and being known as someone who's useful, next time you need trouble, I think people are a lot more apt to kind of help you out. Or you know, you have experience in what writing good forum posts helps you 
a, a good forum post is like and what the chances of getting helped are like because you read so many of them and you, you and honestly you see enough bad ones to know uh, so that you'll never write a bad one in your life because you know you know how unhelpful they can be and how effective well-written ones can be Anyway, I think next time we do this, I'll earmark some like extra interesting forum posts we can go through so that we can uh, uh, make the conversation perhaps a little bit more interesting. But I think the, 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 that this one stands and that, you know, some, sometimes life isn't pure thrills. <laughs> anyway, until next time, folks, thanks for watching. I'll see you later. Bye bye.